What's happening? Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Let's hear from Bobby in South Carolina, who is on the phone and has a question that so many people ask over and over, and I just put on about one a month. So, Bobby, what would you like to ask us? If Ray ever got his money for the election oh. um, a couple years ago. The Donald Trump money. and Which, by the way, a couple years ago is now five years ago. Ray went on a website, I mean, six years ago, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and he bet on Donald Trump to win the presidency. And this is before Donald Trump was even the Republican nominee. And he put $1,000 down, and it was 50 to 1 odds. So he put the money down. Trump won. So Ray should be given $50,000. But we're five years from that, and Ray still has not been paid. Are you still convinced you're going to be paid? Yeah, I have not been yet. Unfortunately, I'm waiting it out. I've sent messages. I've called them. I've sent emails. I'm trying to get my money, obviously, but I have not been paid. You're never going to be paid. You have to accept that. The reality is you're never going to get paid. You should have been paid as soon as he won. Correct. But then you said he needed to serve all four years, and that wasn't part of the deal, but I accepted that and said maybe you will get paid. You weren't paid then. There's been another election. Still weren't paid. (laughs) There's no reason for you not to be paid. I agree. I'm saying the exact same thing. And then they try to say that I have to, just because it's in another country. The website I believe is in Central America. Well, I could have got it while I was down there. (laughs) (laughs) But what are are they saying? What's the reason that you're not getting it? They say processing. Okay. <laughs> hey, Bobby, it's never going to happen. You you know that, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. It's been it's not gonna happen. six years. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay, Bobby, thank you for that call. All right, thanks. All right, bye-bye. That's poor Ray. Yeah. He was victim of a scam and work email we talked about yesterday. We'll work, send him an email going, hey, oh, right. <laughs> we sent you you one free dead trip to Texas to watch Kiss. First Two class. first class tickets. <laughs> it was a phishing email. Mm-hmm. So you kind of been taking it. It's been tough, huh? The Trump bet I forget about, and then the callers remind me. I got a couple other stories that relate to that. A man's been jailed for stealing $23,000 from his ex-girlfriend's bank account by pulling up her eyelids when she was sleeping and then activating her phone's facial recognition. Dang. Oh. <laughs> into the phone. <laughs> He's convicted of using his ex-girlfriend's fingerprints to unlock her phone while she slept. He then pulled up her eyelids to activate facial recognition so he could access her online banking app. Oh, my gosh. He transferred $23,000 out of his ex-girlfriend's cash and credit accounts. The ex-girlfriend went to police as soon as she noticed the money that was missing. Uh, He's been sentenced. Uh, New York Post had that story. I had a friend who she was telling me that she knows girls. That will, I say friend, somebody I know, that she knows girls who at a bar, if the guy's like, hey, let me get your number, the girl will take the phone, and you know how the girl would type the number in themselves? That's that's what you put, but instead, they'll log into the Venmo real quick and Venmo them like 50 bucks. What? Venmo themselves. Because they have the phone, and so they're going to someone's Venmo, the person's phone, and they know their own name, so they'll <laughs> act like they're typing in their number and just Venmo themselves 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Oh my gosh. Women are so shady. Isn't that crazy? That well, this crazy. one's a guy that stole 23000 Oh, yeah, I forgot girl. about the yeah. guy. Uh, following a series of investigations into gift card fraud, this is from CBS Local DFW. There's an investigative team there that got this guy's money back, but what's happening is, just so everybody knows, when you go, apparently thieves will take the gift cards off the, the, the rack, and they kind of s- steal the numbers from them, and then when someone buys them and activates them, they just take the money from the gift card. 
So then when the person takes and uses the gift card, there's no money on it. I don't know how they would know when it's activated to go steal that money. Experts have explained that thieves remove the cards from store shelves, use card readers to record the numbers, mm. and then return the cards to the store. The minute you activate your card, the scammer steals it. Wow. Dang. I don't know if there's like an... But that just makes me go, I'm never buying a gift card. Yeah. Or you just take one from the middle of the rack instead of the front one. But they may have done it to many I of know, them. but I... Uh, hey, happy Hackmas. <laughs> yeah. It's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I just started dating someone new. We haven't quite defined our relationship yet, but I'm pretty sure we're both not seeing other people. With Christmas approaching next week, I still haven't decided what to get him as a gift. I wanted to show I care about him, but I also don't want to get him something too fancy. Do you have any advice on what to get someone you just started dating? Signed, Reese. Mm. I mean, dating someone new, that's tough because I don't really know the gauge. You know, I think in about four months, this you know new level sets in. But first of all, I'd be like, hey, are you dating anybody else? Especially at Christmas time? Yeah. Because that's also going to affect what yeah. you get over Christmas. I don't think... I'm pretty sure we're both not seeing other people. That's not, yeah, I need, that's not definitive enough for me. I can't really tell you what to buy them because I don't know what's up here, but my advice will be, hey, are we just seeing each other? And if it's yes, then you can elevate the What if he's like, dang, I was hoping to avoid this conversation until after Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I still think if you're wondering it, you go for it and ask it. Or you could do something cute, like a little stocking and just stuff it with like, Candy that he likes, or the problem is if he will like weigh out gifts to you, uh huh. Well, that's okay, then you feel like a turd. Well, then be like, I didn't know. But if you about gift him, then you're a psycho. Yes, it's a a slippery slope. It's so slippery. I know. So, the way for it not to be slippery is to actually get some footing on the relationship. That's messed up. Mm -hmm. It is messed up. I agree. Yeah, so go to him and hey, I'm thinking about getting you a Christmas gift too. You can even say that. But I don't know what level, what, what kind of gift to get you. Are we just seeing each other? Because that will affect what I get you. I don't think that's a bad question to ask. You want to know anyway? That's what you would do? Yeah. Okay. And that's what you would want the girl you're seeing to do? If she wa- I would just say, if you want to know an answer to a question, ask the question. Okay. Period. In life. There the- you go. He might, I mean, but then you might, well, yeah, might solve the problem. I mean, it's very practical. Not very romantic, but practical. Yeah, like, wouldn't you, if you care about him, would you want to just get him a little something for Christmas? I would. But if you really care about him and he really cares about you, you'll get him something a little better. Mm, okay. You know, it goes from a Hershey kiss and a stocking to golf shoes. Oh, that's big quite difference. Well, but if you don't get that A-OK and you get him the golf shoes. If he <laughs> get you a Hershey kiss and you get him the golf shoes, that's bad news. Bad. Yeah. Uh, I would just say ask about the relationship and then go from there. Then hit us back. We'll, okay. hit you, we'll get you on the other side. Otherwise, like Amy said, get him a little stocking, put a couple candy canes in there, yeah, and, a, coo- and a coupon for one kiss Aww. under the mistletoe. All right. Sorry we don't have a better answer for you, but we don't know enough from this email. We got your email, and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. We were at dinner last night listening to uh, Casey Christmas. Oh, Ka- Kaylin so loves Christmas music, and that Casey Musgraves Christmas album is really good. That... The Brett Eldridge albums are really good. He'll be on the show tomorrow. But those contemporarily are my two favorite Christmas albums. You know a song that doesn't get really the praise that it deserves is Bon Jovi's uh, 
I'll be home for Christmas or please come home for Christmas. Oh, I don't know if I know that one. We see if you can find please come home for Christmas. And I'm not a big Bon Jovi guy, a little bit before me. But man, please come home for Christmas. <laughs> it's all rocked out. Ish. What made you it's think very of that? Because I'm about to list oh. you my top three Christmas songs. I think Cindy Crawford's in the video from back in the day. Wow. It's like quintessential late 80s, early 90s, <laughs> you know? Um, okay, here we go. Number three, my top three Christmas songs of all time. The King, Blue Christmas. Yeah. Blue Christmas without you. Come on. This this is a good one. And it's the only really old one I've put in my top three. Oh, really? No, I'm lying. I think they all are. <laughs> I was going to say. Now I mean, that I look at them, I think they all you are. You got to love the old well, stuff. Number two is Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Chipmunk song. That's old. You chipmunks, ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. 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 <laughs> Alvin. <laughs> okay. Christmas, Christmas time is near. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, that's old too, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's like from the 60s. I guess I'm just an idiot when it comes to old. <laughs> um, but my favorite is... Ba-doo, ba-doom, Drifters? Nah. This is the best white Christmas version. From the Santa Claus, from Home Alone. I don't know why they put it in Home Alone, not a Christmas movie. But still. dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like, like the ones I used to And I like ah, the guy that hits it hard in that second <laughs> verse. It's real hard. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> yeah. So good. Listen and children listen to him. Sleigh bells in the snow. Here he comes. The snow. No. 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 Eddie, know your song, bro. It's, it's the, the next verse. verse. Yeah, it's the next one. Oh, why? Christmas. What do you think of when you hear this one? Home Alone. You do think of Home Alone? Yeah. All right, turn what it up a little bit. I want to get to my favorite part, though, the high part. May your days, may your days, may your days be merry and bright. And may all your Christmases be white. This is my guy right here. Here he comes. I'm dreaming of a white. Can you do that? Do what? That, that I, yeah. And I, 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 I dream. That's just your own voice. That's I, need you, I need you to go higher. And I, 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 Is that high enough? And I, 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 I. Oh boy. That's pretty close. I sound like I'm an animal dying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eddie, can you hit that? I don't know. Maybe. I, 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 I'm dreaming. Okay. Uh, sound like Elmo. <laughs> okay. Sound like Elmo. You? Uh, no, no. Uh, no, you're not even going to try. I do it. I try it when I'm alone. Um, here's the Bon Jovi Please Come Home for Christmas. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Is this in Home Alone 2? I mean, as well, not the first Home Alone. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. 
good. Yes. Wish me It's a, but it was sung by South. There's an older version. Johnny Lyon. Yeah, there's a version from the 70s, too. I like the Bon Jovi version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite Christmas song, Amy? I mean, a staple at my house is Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Eddie? I feel like it changes every year. So this year I'm going to go with Jingle Bells by Frank Sinatra. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. I love how he does the jingle. Oh, what fun it is! I didn't hear it. Jingle bells, jingle jingle. Is what he does. Jingle bells, jingle. Santa Claus is coming to town by the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Lunchbox, that is so good. Really good. Do you have one, Morgan? Did you send one over? Do you have one anyway? Yeah, I do have one. Go ahead. It's it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas from Michael Bublé. Because it's like the start oh, of the season. Good. The mm-hmm. newer, hey kids, right? Yeah, of course you'd pick <laughs> hey, that. Hey kids, am I right? Yeah. Uh, well, Merry Christmas, everybody. We we're we, we're here all this week, and we will have a new show on Monday of next week. Um, then we're gonna obviously take a break, but uh, tomorrow we'll do our Christmas gift exchange. Yes. Where people will, we all drew someone. We uh, give them a gift, fifty dollar limit, and they can either accept that gift or go to all the mystery boxes I've brought in. And some of the mystery boxes are worth way more than the limit. <laughs> some, but some, for example, there will be some corn. Whoa. Oh, boy. Okay. You don't want the corn. No, no you don't want not. the corn. You don't want the corn. Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Chris Stapleton's cover of Tennessee Whiskey was certified diamond this week. He talked about his version of the song. You can't try to out George Jones, George Jones, or anything like that. So if you're going to cover something like that, you need to, you know, try to move away away from that and hopefully make it your own. And, and I, we kind of happened upon this way of playing this song and had fun with it live and felt like it was something to record that was a good tip of the hat. Parker McCollum shared what he does with his dad every holiday season. Me and my dad kind of sit around and um, talking about, man, look at, look at what you're able to do just by singing songs and writing songs and playing guitar and um, you know the whole goal is to make enough money where I can take care of my parents when they get old and also buy that big ranch with that big house. Carly Pierce shared the goals she has for the new year. Doing everything in my power to continue to solidify my place in country music. I feel like I'm just getting started. Yes, I've had a lot of things happen, but I think just continuing to have more nominations, maybe some more wins. I'd love a Grammy nomination. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. I just want y'all to be inspired by this brother and sister, Tyler and Monica Slavin, because back in 2015, they started collecting toys to deliver to kids that are in the hospital over Christmas time. And now, to date, this year, they have donated 50,000 toys to children. And I mean, if you could imagine spending Christmas you know, in the hospital as a kid, it's got to be a bummer. So for these kids to go around and try to brighten these kids' days is amazing. And also, the first time they did it, they probably did 30, 40 toys. Oh, yeah. The second time they did it. crazy. Yeah, it's also not, you know, for people listening going, I'd like to give back, but I can't do 50,000 toys. Well, they didn't. Yeah. 
Well, and it's gotten so big now, it's not just them two delivering yeah. it. They have like multiple volunteers that help them go to different hospitals and they've orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, it's cool. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. A few years ago, Amy's husband got me a drone for Christmas. I never used it. One, because I don't want to break it. Two, because I had no use for it. And I also bought one of those little airplanes at the mall, the little helicopters you fly, and I got stuck in a tree immediately. And I just <laughs> didn't want to do that with this drone. And so, but it's been a few years, so this drone's probably older now. But I just never used it, and I was talking about that on the show. And I got this voicemail right here. Hey, good morning, studio. Hey, Bobby. I've uh, been a long-time listener, about 16 years now, actually, from back in the day when there was um, Pickle Man was around. But uh, anyhow, uh, I heard you had a drone available, maybe, and I was wanting to see if you would maybe want to give that to my son for Christmas. I'd love to get it to him. Um, if not, no worries. Um, I'm a garbage man, so I could probably find something else for him uh, here or there. So I looked for it. I could not find it. Oh. I don't know oh. where it is. We, I don't know where it is. I don't know. Uh, but on the phone now is Kyle. Kyle lives in Texas. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, good morning, Bobby. Good morning, uh, Eddie. Hey, good morning. <laughs> just Eddie? That's what funny. That's funny. I like that. Uh, hello? People, people just, that's the next inside joke if people just call and go, good morning, Eddie. What's up? That's it. <laughs> what in the, how you feeling? Um, Kyle, so um, yes, I, I looked for the drone. I could not find it, but I, I still want to buy you a drone uh, for your son. Yeah. If, if you'll, no, no, if no, you'll no. no, no, no. I understand you're a no, no, no. But I looked... If you will allow me to do it, I will. I would like to send, and you can just say it's from you. I don't give a crap. Or I can just send it and, it and it be from me. But I would like to buy your son a drone. Dude, that, that's totally up to you. But to be honest with you, I, I heard the, the bid on the podcast, and I was just kind of like, oh, this would be funny. I'll call in and ask for the drone. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was just kind of being silly. And then I was like, man, y'all feel like I'm, must feel like I'm poor or something. So I'm a garbage man. It's like, they don't have to buy me a drone. Yeah, you're right. I don't have to buy you a drone. If I did, I probably would be like, screw this. But I just think that, yeah. it, it's, it's you know, nice time of the year. I feel like I'm, I've am i been able to do some pretty cool things. And I listen, I can afford it. So I, I would like to do it for you if you'll allow it. Well, I, I'll, I will allow it. I certainly appreciate that, Bobby. So uh, that's very nice of you. My question is, I, I have one that I found on Amazon. Because how old is your son? He's uh, he just turned thirteen. Okay, so he's thirteen. So he probably wants a real drone. If he was like five, I was gonna buy him like a mini drone. But he's thirteen. No. So, okay. So how much in the in the research that you've done? How much are the drones that you were gonna think about buying him? Um, it depends on what you would go with. Like you want to go like with a racing drone, like a first person kind of a deal okay. with the goggles and all that. Yeah, they're <laughs> talking big money. But um, you know, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable spending. Do you have okay? Oh, okay. He's like, well, if you want to ride one, it's a call. <laughs> do you have do you have Venmo by any chance? I do. Okay. Yes, sir. Here's what I'm gonna do then. How, Mike? How much? Give me a Mike. What's a good drone price? Just hit me with a number. Two fifty. Two fifty. Is a racing drone two hundred fifty bucks? Well, there's goggles and. Oh how, man, Kyle, shoot me straight here. How much does that no, cost? Uh, well, I don't know, man. Uh, I bought one like five years ago that was twelve hundred dollars. There you go. That's five years ago. That's like a VCR though. In 1987, it's seven thousand dollars. Okay, here's what I see here: a Holy Stone GPS drone for adults with a 2.5 camera, glim- uh, the whole thing, and it's two hundred and sixty-nine dollars. I'm going, and you can buy this one if you want, or you can buy. No, I'm gonna. 
Venmo you $269 right now. Sounds perfect, Bobby. And then you put on the note. It's from you and me, okay? Uh, I will absolutely do that. And Eddie. No, Thank Eddie you. didn't do crap. Good job, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, wait, Kyle, Kyle why do you love Eddie? Get out of Eddie. Eddie. I, hey, listen, I get it, Kyle. I'm yeah. also obsessed with Eddie. But, you know, he's not, he doesn't have any part of this. All right, you're right, you're right, you're right. We'll, we'll scratch Eddie off. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Ray, I will put him on hold. We'll get his Venmo. I will send you $269. And this is the Holy Stone GPS drone for adults with Rocksteady 2.5K camera, two-axis gimbal, H. S360 FPV quadcopter. So you can wow. find it. And if you want this one exactly, there it is. Okay, Merry Christmas, Kyle. And thank you for Merry listening Christmas, to the Bobby. show. For If, you listen, if you've listened for that long, the least I can do is give you $269. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, yeah I want to ask you one thing real quick, too. Um, what uh, Whatever happened with um, your thank you note for your uh, wedding gift? I sent you a wedding gift, and we haven't heard a thing back. Yeah, that's interesting, because we have opened like seven gifts, period. In my bedroom, there is a whole like mount not say Rushmore there is a mountain of gifts that we have not opened and then we had like 10,000 people send us one coffee cup and listen I'm just going to say this if you send us a coffee cup or one little thing like that thank you but we're not going to write 10,000 cards for a coffee cup um, but we are working on those and you started doing video thank yous. No, we did those for some people but we haven't done any since then. Mm. Oh, okay. Been busy. Wow. And I've been gone for a month. Right. So yeah, we'll see how that goes, Kyle. But I, but, but thank you. But we haven't really done any gift uh, messages yet. Yeah, that's fine. I just want to make sure I didn't get scammed. Well, I'll look for yours, and if I find yours, I will send you a card back, especially. What'd you send me? It's a. Uh, I got it from that, a drone. Uh, was Crate and Barrel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, from Crate and Barrel. It was a digital thermometer. I guess meet them thermometer or something like that. Okay. Oh, nice. That'll probably be a one of a kind. Because a lot of people just sent like a rant. We have like too many coffee cups because people thought it'd be funny just to send us 10,000 coffee cups. And this dude mailed this to your house. No, they found out where Creighton, the gift registry yeah. was. Crate and Barrel oh, knows the address. And we the never said where it was, but when Got we were it. doing it, I had posted a video going, hey, we're doing it. And people said, oh, they're at Crate and Barrel. They searched for us on Crate and Barrel. They bought stuff and they sent it. I was like, man, that is scary. Kyle comes over all the time. <laughs> He's yeah. a good friend of ours. All right, Kyle, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to send you, and then once you get this, you order a drone, take a picture and send it back over to us. I'll do it. Thank you, Bobby. All right, buddy. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you all. All right. Bye. Ray, put him on hold, please. Merry Christmas, Kyle. Oh, yeah, we forgot to get Eddie Merry Christmas. Don't hold worry, on. I got him. Is he back on? Put him back on real quick. Anything you want to say to Eddie, Kyle, before we hang up? <laughs> You're just, you're, he's a man's man. I mean, he is the man. Yeah. Yeah, you too, Kyle. Do you listen to the show? <laughs> All right, Kyle. Appreciate that, buddy. See you, man. See you, man. <laughs> All right, Kristen's on in Virginia. Kristen, where do you live in Virginia? Uh, Midlothian. Lo, lo, is that what you I said? Midlothian. Midlothian. Oh, classic. Oh, of course. Yeah. We love it there. Yeah, you I love this to... store. The store there is good. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay, so we're going to play Is It a Hallmark Christmas Movie? So I will read you a description. You name it, you can talk it out. You have three of these. You need to get two out of three. Okay. Okay. Kristen, do you understand the game? Yes. Okay. Number one. With the holidays on the way, marketing exec Lauren is visited by the ghosts of four ex-boyfriends who make her realize the true meaning of the season. Is that a real Christmas movie? Yeah, I think this is like the ghost of Christmas past or something. Or boyfriend ghosts. I feel like I've seen this scenario. I don't know if it's four or exactly this. What about you? 
Um, I don't know. I was going to say that it wasn't, but. No, 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 no. I know, I know this plot. Oh. It, it has happened okay. in a movie. I don't. I'm nervous that it's not exactly this, but... We wouldn't tinker with it just a little to throw you off. Okay, well then, this is absolutely true. All right, but it's your pick, Kristen. Okay. She says it's true. Are you going to go with her? Um, I mean, I know I've seen a million different versions of this on Hallmark, and so if she feels like yes, then yes, we're going to say yes, true. Lock it in. She says it's true. The answer is, it is a real Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah. It's called The Boyfriends of Christmas Past. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Good job, Amy. Let's get another one here. Two cat lovers pair up to find a home for a litter of cute kittens <laughs> and find that they might just make the perfect team. I've never heard of this. Because I Me feel either. like I would watch it. <laughs> but there are so many movies out there now. I mean... I, but I'm in a lean with, it's not real. I agree. I feel like this is definitely something my daughter would have wanted me to watch with her. So okay. I don't think it's real. Well. Lock it in. We locking it in? Yeah. It is locked yeah. in. And that movie is real. Oh! It's, oh, no. it's called The Nine Kittens of Christmas. Oh, dang. <laughs> Ridiculous. I need to find that one. Okay. Well, at least we're learning some movies we want to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, it all comes down to this one. <sighs> okay. Jennifer and Marcus exchange numbers after meeting on a flight home for the holidays. <laughs> after both testing positive for COVID upon arrival, what? they decide to quarantine together in the airport hotel on Christmas. Oh my gosh. Read it again. Uh, yeah. Jennifer and Marcus exchange numbers after meeting on a flight home for the holidays. After both testing positive for COVID upon arrival, they decide to quarantine together in the airport hotel on Christmas. Okay, I feel like I've seen an ad for this and there's like two people in a bed and there's an alarm clock. And it's like, I don't know how many hours till Christmas or so many days till Christmas. I've not watched it yet though. And you want I'm- the title? Oh, I can get the title? Yeah. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A Cozy COVID Christmas. Oh. I don't think that was the title of oh, this Oh, man. I mean, it, but think about it. We have two that have already been true, and if it's down to this one, were they all true, or is there a false one thrown in there? But can you predict me? No, um, I cannot. That's why I'm like... See, I think, I think I saw this one advertised, and I remember thinking, like, man, they put that together quick. Okay. Okay. Well, then... Um, you but think I don't you know saw this advertised? You th- you saw an advertisement for a cozy COVID Christmas? It was something to do with COVID and Christmas, and like we have the Hallmark Channel, um, and so yes, it okay. was, but I don't know the plot. I just know like I saw like the like title come up, and it was something to do with COVID and Christmas time. All right, a cozy COVID Christmas. Kristen, what's your oh. answer? I mean, who would put COVID in their Hallmark Christmas movie? I mean, that's. But, no. but let's just, what do you think? It's your call. I don't know. I feel like also, yeah, like if there's already been too true that maybe this yeah, one but wouldn't be. But. Bobby doesn't work that way. He would throw okay. in three-year-old. I'm going to yes. Yeah. Okay. Lock it I'm in. say it's a real movie. Lock it in. Lock it in. Oh. A cozy COVID Christmas is fake. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, bonus movie! Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 
If you get this one right, okay. you win. I mean, okay. The title's called You Slay Me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, like a slay. Santa, Santa or is slay. it a murder? No, no, no. Okay. Jack, like slay comedy. Okay. Jack is an up-and-coming stand-up comedian. He just landed his dream gig of opening up for his comedy idol. But the only problem is the show is on Christmas night. Jack has to decide to take the slot or spend time with his girlfriend's family. I, I've never heard of this. You I have no slay idea. me. You slay me. I. What do you think? She, uh, I thought she hung up. <laughs> I mean, your gut seems so much better than mine. So oh. I don't know. I don't know. I think this one seems too far out there, but. But a COVID Christmas didn't. I mean, no, it did. Because I was like, wait. Maybe because I like. Only because I swore that I heard an advertisement for something like that on the Hallmark Channel. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with it's not. Amy, you want to weigh in on this? I mean, I don't know that Bobby would... would, That's a creative title. Y'all, you're a creative person. You you slay me? What is it? You slay me. You slay me. Hmm. You slay me. Okay, I don't know. I get made up. I go with her. You say made up. But what is your final answer there, uh, Kristen? Made up. Lock it in? Yes. Okay. It is now locked in. (laughs) You slay me is really fake. It's fake! Yay! All right. It's the Christmas. So we gave you an extra one. Okay. Uh, We're going to give you, Kristen, $100, courtesy of our friends Mm -hmm. at the Op Games, with games like Hughes and Cues. Dun, 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 our favorite one right here, which is called Blank, Blank Slate. Slate. There it is. So check them out if they're even in stock because they sell out so quick. Um, but thank you. We got you 100 bucks. And Kristen, thank you for listening and being a part of the show today. Thank you so much. All right. You guys, clap your hands for Christmas. Woo-hoo. Hey, Kristen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Voicemail time. Here's number one. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. Uh, the company I work for is based in Arkansas. I live in Nashville, though. And I don't think the company wants us to say that who he is or where, who we work for. But he gave every single employee $2,000. And we had three hours this afternoon to try and spend it. We had to spend it on other people. It's been a total blast, like going around, paying people's groceries, getting a drink, tipping 100 bucks, getting a meal, tipping 100 bucks, 200 bucks. It's been super fun, and I just thought it was awesome that our company did that, and it's a great way to start off Christmas. That's cool. Love it's cool that. your company did that. I have a feeling that not everyone on this show would actually use that money for good, though. Yeah. I was just thinking, why would you just say you gave it to someone and put it in your pocket? Uh-huh. Like, there's no way. And that's who I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> like, my whole story is he's sitting there going, I had to go out and give it away. You didn't have to do anything. Oh, yeah, I went to the grocery store. Bought $2,000 worth of groceries. Okay, cool. Uh, here's voicemail number two. I just had a question because I remember on the show, uh, Lunchbox made a big issue about not being in some kind of alumni article for UT State or whatever. He didn't graduate, so he's not an alumni. He shouldn't even be eligible to be in the article in the first place. Just something I was thinking about. Response, Lunchbox? Uh, The article was people that attended UTSA, not UT State. Get it right. Put some respect on her name. And so it doesn't say anything about graduating. And if you guys look up the definition of alumni, it's people that attended a university. You don't have to graduate to be an alumni. I agree. I know. I'm just letting people know because a lot of people get aggressive toward me right now. I agree. But I did get reached out to by one of the people in the article 
Uh, Kim Spradlin told her she told me to quit talking trash about her on our radio show. Oh, was she angry, or I, was she being funny? I I couldn't tell. It was like <laughs> she said, "Hey, quit talking trash about me on your radio show." I thought us Roadrunners stick together. She's being funny then. Okay. Yeah. But what was what was she? She was a Survivor girl. Okay. And I was a fan, I'm a fan of her from Survivor, like big big fan, but not more famous than me. All right. Thanks for the voicemails. You can call us anytime. Eight seven seven seventy seven. Bobby. The Bobby Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Luke Combs shared his favorite Christmas memory, and it's from when he was 12 years old. My parents got me my own television when I was probably like 13, maybe, and they put it in the basement. They hooked it up to cable so me and my buddies could watch TV down there and, and play in 64 and do all that stuff. So that one was pretty neat. I, I appreciated you know the sentiment of that. My parents giving me my own space and stuff like that was a really awesome thing. When I was about 11, I was really into wrestling. I was into wrestling for a lot of my, up until 20. But I was really into wrestling. And, you know, we didn't get a lot of Christmas presents unless somebody dropped them off for us, like a church or, uh, you know, some group that was doing like a charity thing for us. But I asked for some spandex because I really loved wrestling and I thought I could wear those spandex <laughs> and I could oh. train to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And so I remember opening the box and the spandex were in there and I put them on on Christmas Day. And I didn't, you don't wear any underwear under spandex. But I was so proud of them, I only wore the spandex oh, all day long. Oh. And all day long, you just saw my, oh. my little knuckle. <laughs> I mean, I was at Christmas oh. dinner. I remember Christmas dinner being in my span. I was so proud of them. But I remember one of my uncles, I guess I only had one uncle. No, just depending on what's up. But one of my uncles was like, hey, I, I, I can see. I can see you. <laughs> but I never thought about it because I was so proud of getting a pair of spandex. And so when Luke Combs was talking about his favorite Christmas memory, I was like, let me think about something that, that would be, because Amy might go, what's your favorite Christmas memory? I was going to ask Yeah, you and that. all I could think about was those dang spandex that I was so <laughs> proud of. But you, but it was for sure, <laughs> you know, front row at the movies, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, You've yeah, seen yeah, everything yeah. really close. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, what, what else you got, well, Amy? I'm glad you ended up with a story. I was already preparing myself for, like, when I ask you about childhood memories and then you hit me with some joke about how... You know, yeah, usually I, I, I use a joke to cover up the, the pain, but I was <laughs> yeah. really thinking, what can I dig out of this? And the first thing that came to mind was those spandex. Yeah. And I was so proud of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to add a new little segment here into the pile called Crime for Dummies. Okay. I like the moment <laughs> story of the day. Yeah, kind of. Inside the pile where this man parked a stolen car in a parking spot that was reserved for law enforcement at a Walmart. And uh, police were like, well, that's not a law enforcement's car. So they just searched the plates up real quick and found out it was stolen Then took the driver into custody. Well, they wait for him to come out to it? Yeah, I mean, it was too easy. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, pay attention where you're parking if you're going to steal cars. And then this is, is it chivalrous or chauvinistic? Leonardo DiCaprio is in a movie with Meryl Streep, and I guess there was supposed to be a nude scene for her. The movie's called Don't Look Up. And Leonardo said he would not let it happen because he views her as film royalty. And he said, we need to use a bottle double instead. Meryl cannot show herself naked. A bottle double? (laughs) (laughs) Never heard of that. A body double. Meryl cannot show herself naked. Okay. I'm going to go with, I understand, but not cool. Every adult gets to make their own decisions about their own body. Yeah. And they ended up going with a double, but yes, it should be Meryl's choice. If Meryl said, hey, can you get me out of this? Then mm-hmm. great. If he's doing it on his own, 
Mm, know your role. Yeah, it's kind of weird. There are other adults that get to make their decisions too. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Some co-workers in Missouri have a lottery pool where they put in some money every single week, and there's 16 of them, and guess what? Mm. They hit for $1 million! So 16 of them hit for $1 million? Yeah, so they'll get (laughs) $62,000. That's still a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. That's That's exciting. I know. You think it's going to be like a hundred million when you hit it with your big yeah. group, and it's only a million, so it's down to sixty-two thousand. A little disappointing. Not disappointing. Just we hear lottery stories of a hundred million, two hundred, you know, half yes. a billion. But so let's do the math here. Sixteen of them at one million. They broke it down to sixty-two thousand. After taxes, are probably going to get about thirty-nine thousand each. Oh. Hey, that's $39,000. I think why he's upset is it doesn't change anyone's life. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, they can't walk in, all 16 of them, and say, hey, boss, we out. But what they can do is go, we're going to pay off our car. Yes. Yeah. We're going to buy a new one. Bills. Or yeah. now we have a down payment to get a house. So you only want to win the lottery. Let me get this straight. If it completely <laughs> changes your life. 100%. You don't really care if it's 30000 Right. I mean, 30000 buys me more lottery tickets, so I guess it's an investment. <laughs> oh, boy. But... I would rather be able to come in here and flip the desk and walk out. You can't flip. You the can't desk. do that with thirty grand. That's what I'm saying, Eddie. That's why I'm like thirty grand is like oh, it's kind of a letdown. If you want a million, would you uh, flip the desk and walk out? Bye come on, come on, bye, come Miss American Pie. Oh wow, you're there's also no desk to flip in here. These That's tables right, yeah. are are they're like bolted into the ground. Yeah. Well, before I'd come in early, unscrew, <laughs> and so when I come in, I flip it. You're like, wow, he's really strong. Okay. But this was to tell me something good. So what's good? Uh, they've been playing it for years, and 16 employees got a 30, or, you know, they won a million dollars. But just imagine, you get a call. Hey, guys, we won. We won a million dollars. And you're thinking, we won a million dollars each. No, we won a million dollars. Got to split it. 32,000. Okay. I think you'd be pumped you just won anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Okay, so, listen, that- we've gone the wrong way. <laughs> we took a wrong turn somewhere in this tell me something good. Uh, that... The fact they won and stayed true. So like that, that tells you we need, Christmas. To, we need to do a company lottery pool. You can do it. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy got money put into her checking account that wasn't her money. Yes. It's like Lunchbox's dream happened to Amy. Yeah, and luckily I didn't spend any of it because it was a mistake. But yeah, for a minute, like $750 or something wow. like that. How'd you notice? I checked my balance. I just noticed $750 deposit stands out for sure. So I just real I thought of Lunchbox right away and I'm like, well, he would go just spend it and hope that they never notice. But I reached out, tried to figure it out. To the bank. Yes. And they said what? And they said, yeah, it was a total accident and they would be taking care of it. And thank you for reaching out. They give you a hat or anything? Coupon? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no honesty to treat. A pen. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing, nothing. But yeah, I know. Thought of Lunchbox right away. You just spent it? I would have spent it. Money gone. Sorry. Listen, <laughs> I don't understand how you they can just come and take money out of your account. Like, if they put money in your account, it's yours. If someone walks up to me on the street and hands me $100, they can't a minute later come up like, oh, sorry, wrong person, and take that $100 back. No, that's my $100 now. And that's exactly what a bank is doing. It's just like, ah, oh, you know, you know, I actually, I'll dip into your account when I want to. They shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. My, my assumption would be there's some fine print in something with the bank. They also... It's their account that the money's like you're, moving. You're putting your money in there. You're yeah, letting them their control So that doesn't it. mean they can, if I rent a room in your house, does that mean I can go in your bedroom? No. It's off. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's the Very same thing. 
You can't just because you borrow someone's space, you rent a little uh, bank account from them. Doesn't mean they have access to just go in there and grab all your money whenever they want. No, they, they are they do, using your money all day long. They do use your money all they want. It's constantly That's how a bank ever makes money. Flowing. They take your money and they invest it and oh, make no. them some money. We have to explain this to them. Wait, do you think your money's just sitting in a box? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not how a bank works. <laughs> <laughs> did you think about keeping it? No. Okay. Good for you. I did not, because clearly. Did you and... go? Money's gone. Sorry. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, but yeah, you have to have grace for mistakes, because that's somebody's seven hundred and fifty dollars. And they were gonna take it back from you, even if you had spent it. They were gonna get it out of you somehow. Right. And one day that might happen to me. The seven fifty is supposed to go in my account, and it accidentally goes into somebody else's, and I would want it figured out. There you go. All right. Let's do the morning corny. <laughs> The Morning Corny. What nationality is Santa Claus? What nationality is Santa Claus? North Polish. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. So there's something called Turn Back TikTok. It's what older people are doing on TikTok to show young kids how awesome music used to be. Or just introducing them to people like the Bee Gees, Staying Alive, right? Because kids won't know this unless somebody older introduces them. Right. So I've got some of the bigger turn back TikToks and I have a few I'd like to do myself for the younger people out there listening. <laughs> uh, here's Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Purple Rain from Prince is a song everybody needs to know. Some adults also feel like they were born in the wrong era because of their taste in music. I feel like I was born in the right era. You do? Yeah, because I got the two types of music that spoke to me at my most impressionable time, which was the 90s when I was 10 to 19, which was country music, talked about where I was from, alternative music, talked about how I felt because I had a lot of angst. Mm -hmm. But country music also talked about where I grew up, and that was extremely rural America. So I feel like I was born in the right time. 70s are too hippie, too druggy. Um, 80s, not, I don't even like 80s music. So I feel like I was, I was pretty good. You? Yeah, I mean, I loved the 90s. That was good for me. Boy bands, good country music, right in my wheelhouse. Eddie? No, no, no. no. I was supposed to be born in the 1940s. Mm. I love <laughs> Billie Holiday, Duke Ellington, that old jazz, Louis Armstrong. I love that stuff. And I, was tell, I tell my wife all the time, that's when I was supposed to be alive back then. And you love old movies too. There's love old black old and white movies. movies, which is yep. weird. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. Here's my old school acts that kids need to know. And I'm going to go with my first one somebody who just never gets mentioned, and the song is so good. But Billy Dean was awesome. Not, not the food, not the sausage. <laughs> That's Jimmy Dean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So people don't get confused. Okay. Billy Dean. I miss Billy the Kid. That's a jam. I miss Billy the Kid. I mean, yeah. I, I struggle because I was going to, like, Sawyer Brown, I was going to put on there. Maybe kids don't know Sawyer Brown. Um, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Like, well, this, oh, this, you know, it, it, just great. But I've also done some other. The Wallflowers. Oh, man, Ooh. come on. Because I feel like people don't really celebrate the Wallflowers at all. But, like, here's uh, one headlight. And Sixth Avenue Heartache goes unnoticed. <laughs> and Adam Duritz singing background yeah. this. You know the song? Andy? Oh yeah. Just like me, just like me. Uh. Um, Bush. <laughs> it, 
Gwen Stefani's ex-husband's band, who a lot of kids don't know now. Here's, Gavin. Here's Glycerine. Here's Come Down from Bush. And then you got to go Counting Crows. They just don't get the respect they deserve. Kids need to spend some time with Counting Crows. Now they sound like an easy listening group, but back in the day it was a different kind of rock and roll. Here's Mr. Jones, our biggest song. It's easy to hop into that 90s country lane and go, you should. We play a lot of that stuff in the dance party, but, you know, I mean, who would you put on the list? 90s country, Amy. Well, I mean, George Strait. All that, but that's so big, though, that that, that is already. Oh, okay. Still being well, then John Michael Montgomery. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you can't Cl- say Clint go- Black, Clay Walker, uh, Tim McGraw, but I mean, he's still relevant today. But yeah, I mean, those. Were what big if you're ones. Tim McGraw and you get you're, you're classified as a '90s artist, but you're still putting out exactly? Hits. <laughs> I mean, that's it's like Kenny Chesney. Same mm-hmm. thing. Like yep. those guys are they're unicorns. Joe Diffie, stuff like that. Uh, Eddie, anybody? I think a lot of people forgot about Sammy Kershaw, and to me, yeah. he was. The man back in the 90s. Yeah, Sammy Carshaw is one that I think people have forgotten yeah, about. She That's don't true. know she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Third grade romance. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so every, all you kids out there listening, take this piece of podcast, write all these artists down and go listen to them and I, you'll, you'll be quizzed when we come back after our vacation. Um, all right, thank you guys. It's time for the segment we call... <laughs> there they are. That's right, his kids. He's got four of them now. Um, what uh, can you tell us openly about what your you have four sons? Yes. So what, your, what your son did? This is the oldest son, and this is uh, about four months in the making. His grades have just been bad, and I every month I tell him like, dude, you got to get it together. School is important. He's a really smart kid. Very smart kid, and he's doing stuff like doing his homework but forgetting to turn it in. That kind of stuff. <laughs> Like and and his studying habits are terrible. He just can't get it together. So finally, we're into the last two weeks of school, and he comes back with a fifty on a test. And I'm like, "That's it. I can't take this anymore. You're giving me a fifty on a test. That means you are not trying at all." And I give him a whole lecture about how if your work ethic doesn't get better, you're not going to have good things in life. You love your shoes. You love going out to eat because he loves restaurants. He loves the pizzas on Fridays. So I said. If this, if you continue with work ethic like this, you're not gonna have any of that. So, the rest of the week, and this is this was the, this week, this past weekend, I said, yeah, finals coming up, and if you get another bad grade, it's gonna be really bad. So the rest of this week, you are gonna eat nothing but bologna sandwiches for lunch and dinner to give you a taste of what life will be like if you don't start working hard. <laughs> so how many days has he had to have just bologna sandwiches since Sunday? So Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday. He's on day five. Day five of bologna sandwiches with no condiments and no cheese. Oh, he's in prison. He's in prison. That's all he's had. I am serious. (laughs) And he's eating it. And he's eating it. Man, and the other day we we ordered a pizza and he had to watch us eat pizza. I said, Well, you're eating your bologna sandwich because you cannot work hard. He is going to be in therapy as an adult. Talking no. about the time. Oh, you say no. You no. have to eat. Let me tell sandwiches. you, Amy, since we started doing this, he does nothing but study. I mean, he's on his homework all the time and he hates his sandwiches, although he did say, not bad the first two days. Now it's getting real. You won't even give him mustard. Can he earn mustard like in a no. survivor challenge? No. Like you go out, if you complete this challenge, <laughs> yeah. 
No, when the test results come in and he did well on the exams, then he can go back to eating whatever he wants. When do they come in? Uh, next week. So he's going to eat all bologna sandwiches? Correct. For Bones, we've been doing this for six months, and I did not do this until this week, and I said, look, enough's enough. You come, up, you come home with a 50 on a test, this is what's going to happen. So if he fails one of these tests, then the whole what? Christmas break, Til- he has to eat bologna sandwiches until hey, no. the new semester. No, it gets worse. What? If he comes back with failed exams, no Christmas gifts. What? Like I like that's how serious I am. No Christmas gifts. I had to. I thought you were gonna say no food at all. No, I did too. I was like, oh my goodness. I had to text my parents and say, hey, stand by on the Christmas gifts for for my son. He's just he may not get any. Okay, Amy. I don't I don't know how I feel about this. It's not what I would do. Don't know exactly what I if it's even that bad. I I want to consult Dr. Becky on this. We could find her. She's a genius, a parenting genius. I don't know Dr. Becky. Yeah, I don't either. Neither do I, but maybe I don't either, and she doesn't have my kids. Scuba Steve could probably find her, because I need to know an expert's opinion on this, because, I mean, if it's working. <laughs> bad parent or smart parent? Amy. Right now, I'm going to say bad, but well, I could be Amy. told wrong. Parent shaming. So, so parent Eddie, shaming. he made me choose. Yeah. Eddie, I don't have kids, so I think it's funny. Yeah. I think if, when I do have kids, I, maybe I won't, or think it's, I think it's funnier. <laughs> I don't know, but all bologna all the time, that's pretty harsh. Yeah. I mean, you grew up that way, right? Oh, I ate bologna because I had to. It wasn't because I was being punished. And I actually like bologna sandwiches. I like bologna sandwiches and white bread with mustard. <laughs> so what you're saying is he may come out of this loving bologna sandwiches. Oh, what I think about, like, again, because of what we had, I had bologna sandwiches, Mountain Dew, and I would have Doritos on good days. And that, to me, just sounds like a perfect lunch. Yeah. Put in a little plastic bag. When I was working maintenance at the golf course, i take it in. I'd look forward to those bologna sandwiches. But even with no condiments, it's a little harsh. You think? I think you, if he if he's working hard, he should get a condiment or a chip. Taking away like <laughs> technology didn't work or something no. like that. No, be, and it works for a week. He huffs and puffs. He hates it, and then he says, "You know what? I can live life without technology. No big deal." I'll okay, but right, right now, eventually, he's going to be like, "You know what? I can live life eating bologna sandwiches." No, he's getting real tired of it. He asked. He begged for ramen the other day. I'm like, ah, ah, sorry, that's. I mean, that's good stuff right there. He also put the same son in a bathroom, and made him listen to "Man in the Mirror" by Michael Jackson for. And I love him, but, but uh, just it was just like 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, that time's gone down every time we talked about yeah, it. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. 20. Good maybe thing 25. Eddie's already locked in his foster kids as adopted, because I feel like if certain people were listening to this, I'd be like, okay, we need to go do a home study stat. Don't forget that I've been dealing with this for six months. It hasn't It hasn't been like, oh, you got one bad grade, oh, bologna sandwiches for the rest of your life. No, this has been like, hey, get it together. Oh, bad grade. You're still not getting it together. But what do I do some now? Some people did make bad grades in school, Eddie, Eddie, and yet they still grew up to be successful and don't, or not, what is success? Yeah, but you like, can't some let them just might. make bad grades as kids and go, I well, know. some people did exactly. do bad, so you can keep doing bad. Right. I, I, I disagree with that completely. I was just making a statement. I wasn't saying this was going to happen with No, but you were kids, saying, well, some people did make bad grades. You well, can't sit there and just let them continue to make bad grades. Okay. You got to do something. And that something is feed them bologna. That was it? my idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, hey. I don't know, Bobby, man. with my statement, I wasn't saying you don't do anything. <laughs> I just don't know that the bologna sandwiches is the way to go. I like bologna. I think like, I think he can earn mustard or ketchup and chips. So if he studies hard, maybe not wait for the exams, but if it's like, oh, you did an all-day studying, you can put mustard on that. Maybe a little, I, I don't know, but maybe a little cheese. <laughs> huh? He did ask for cheese Maybe a little cheese like, if he's doing nope, real good? No cheese. Well, I don't quite know what to say about this, Eddie. But for sake of a bit on the show, it's hilarious. But you're really doing this in real life. <laughs> I will say that I'm not laughing about it. Like yeah, it, it yeah. hurts me. Me either. To do that. Me either. And then Christmas, no presents. I mean, that's really gonna hurt me. What does he need to get presents? Just good. Just good grades. What's in the good exams. though? 
C's? I mean, even if he does a high C and a low B, I don't care. That's fine. Because there are certain uh, subjects that he really suffers in. If he can bring that up to a C or a, a B, we're good. The worst decision he's going to make is if he nails all A's, because then you know. Yeah, then he's capable of doing it. And I know he's capable of doing it, and that's the point. Okay, well, I'm sure a lot of people have something to say about this on Facebook, <laughs> if I'm guessing. <laughs> hey, maybe people have done it before. Who knows? All baloney all the time. I mean, maybe not exactly baloney, but... You should start a parenting blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thank you, Eddie, for sharing that with us. Yeah, you're welcome. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Eight-year-old Summer Lynn from Texas, she found about she found out about foster kids and kind of what they go through. And so she decided this holiday season she's going to bake cupcakes and sell them so she can buy Christmas presents for foster kids. And right now, she's already supported 13 kids. She's given them gifts because she says Santa's very busy during the holiday season. These kids move around a lot, so she wants to make sure they get presents. You know, that's interesting. I bet kids worry that Santa won't find them if they've moved home. Right. Santa, who knows if he keeps up with the address list, but when they change like that, yeah, it could get really confusing. Does she have a site that you can go and buy baked goods from her? Not that I have. Or is she just going around the neighborhood? All I know is she's from Pearland, Texas, and her name is Summer Lynn, and she's eight years old. Then my bet is next year there will be a site, because this has gotten so big, yes. that she will um, you know, graduate up to, okay, if you want to help yeah. from all over the country, you can do that. That'd be cool. All right, good story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, everybody? Uh, Eddie, you have created quite the stir on the phone lines. Oh, boy. A little bit ago, Eddie said his son is not getting as good of grades as he thinks his son should be getting. And I agree. Your son is really bright. He's so smart. I just don't think he is caring enough. He's not putting in the work. And I've been dealing with this for about six months, and I had to put my foot down. Well, by, he, he's putting his bologna down, his bologna sandwich. <laughs> the only thing his son's been able to eat for lunch or dinner is bologna sandwiches. Uh-huh. Why not breakfast, though? Because that really... Well, the breakfast is just like he can't have sandwiches three times a day. So he only only gets to get a bowl of cereal for breakfast. That's it. And then a bologna sandwich for lunch, a bologna sandwich for dinner. While we all eat good Wait, food all day. I also want to know, yeah, that's a good question. Like, why can't he? Why is Eddie so like, yeah, he can't have sandwiches three times a day. Like, what is the cereal doing for him? Well, I just, I mean, I want to give him a little option, you know, like if, if say he carries this on for the rest of his life and he just makes no money because he doesn't want to work. You know what? He probably can afford a box of cheap cereal. Okay. All right. That was my mind frame. All right. Well, we do have a social worker on. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, let's bring on Ashton in Alabama, who is a social worker. Ashton, welcome to the show. Morning, Cydia. Morning. Um, yeah, so I'm a foster care social worker, um, so I actually have some opinions. I don't disagree with Eddie. I actually think it's kind of a creative solution. You know, he said, though, it could be long term. He may graduate high school only <laughs> eating bologna sandwiches. I, I don't think it will. I think what he's doing is he's noting that his child absolutely has the potential to do better. And he's actually telling him, I know you can do better than this. So this is kind of a creative punishment for it. But, you know, I've done home studies. He definitely probably won't be in therapy the rest of his life. Um, and it would not be constituted as abuse or neglect. <laughs> Thank you, Ashton, for the call. I'm going to be honest. When you said social work on the phone, my heart stopped. We all yeah. did. Yeah, all Me of too. Our I was stopped. like, yeah. oh, gosh, make sure she knows this is his biological, <laughs> this is my biological child. Son. Yes. <laughs> the bio. This is the bio kid. The bio kid. We were ready for it to be NPR to come after us for this, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, did it Amy with the, the flight crash? <laughs> we don't need it. We don't need that. Keep bringing that up. Oh, <laughs> Ashton, thank you. 
Thank you. All right, bye. Uh, let's go talk to St- Stella in North Carolina. Hey, Stella, what's going on? Hey, I was just calling to to support Eddie. We have had the same situation at our house. Our son is a junior in high school, and he has actually lost Christmas. So he was getting zeros and just not turning work in. He lost his cell phone about four months ago. Didn't make a difference. Lost PS4. Didn't make a difference. Lost television privileges, didn't make a difference. And so three weeks ago, we said, you cannot get another zero because he's failing two classes and passing two. And his math came in yesterday. He didn't turn in his study guide for math. He got a zero on it. He failed the exam. He fails math. He has to retake it. And he has lost his Christmas. You know it's serious when they pull Jesus. No Jesus for you. You know? Oh, man. I'm, I mean, that that was my next step. Like, really, if this doesn't work, I'm going to have to take Christmas away. And I told him, I do not want to do that. And you really don't. I don't. I truly do not want to do any of this stuff. Just change your ways and we'll all be good. Yeah. Oh, gosh, man. When, when she's, will you find out, though? Uh, hopefully by tomorrow. By tomorrow, I should have all the results in. Will you start to get any today? Will it be trickling in today? Uh, hopefully. I'll check my email as the day goes by. It'll be like the NFL draft. Eddie showing results as it happens. Oh, All right. <laughs> we got an one 82. Down. Yeah. Uh, let me grab one more call. Lexi, thank you. Or Stella, thank you. Hope you have an awesome day and a, and a fantastic Christmas. Thank well, you. You too. Bye-bye. And hopefully your son can earn some back. Please. Like oh, a little gosh. something back. Uh, Lexi in Austin, Texas. Lexi, you're on the show. What's going on? Hi there. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thank you for calling. Okay, so I wanted to call in and give a little bit of a different perspective. So I understand being a mom of three that you have to get created in consequences. I absolutely agree with that and respect that. And I also wanted to add the point of how is that child being motivated because it sets up behavior patterns for the future. So you really need to add in not only the pain but the pleasure. Because whenever you just add a pain point of motivation, it creates behaviors like procrastination where that child then takes on to every aspect of life in the future. So really make sure you are adding in some pleasure points that they can excited, get excited about and motivated about, you know, like the cheese or the mustard or whatever you see fit. But just add in some pleasure motivational points. So could Eddie go, okay, you're going to have bologna sandwiches until we you get your grades up. But also when you do get your grades up, not only will you get normal food again, but you get uh, a PS5. Something, and that's not it, but it's something like that. Is that what you're saying, like to add some sort of positive as well? Yes, and though along the way, like there, a, child, a child specifically up until the age of about 23 doesn't truly change their outlook. So they need something to motivate them along the way. So as time goes on, giving them something like, hey, I respect and appreciate that you studied really hard today. I can tell that you're trying to get this done. And because of that, you get X, Y, and Z, whether it be something small or something big, but something along the way to motivate them by pleasure and say, hey, if you do the same thing tomorrow, you can also get X, Y, and Z. You sound like someone who knows a little more than just (laughs) being a parent. Like, Is that accurate? Yes. So I am a life coach specifically around children, parents who are divorced, and relationships. So we teach a lot of how the unconscious mind works and how communication works. So you're a mental health care professional. Nice. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for that. And maybe the PS5 was not the right thing to say out loud. No, no, that was way too much. That was way too much. It was just what came up in my head. Because what I was thinking was he's studying again tonight. So if I see him study as soon as he gets home from school, I'll tell him you can add cheese to that sandwich. Oh, nice. That's her point. Okay. Hey, thank you for that call, Lexi. I appreciate you calling into the show. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of hearing things on the air, do you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Potentially thousands of kids might end up with bologna sandwiches because Eddie's doing this. And parents are like, oh, genius. Hey, hey. And and two out of three callers agreed. And the, one, and the third yeah. one who didn't agree still kind of agreed. Yeah, they said, she did. Just give them options to have some sprinkles on that yeah. bologna sandwich. Hey, man. That's kind of cool because I just pulled this one out of my butt. I yeah. had no idea what I was That's doing. That's a heck of a butt, buddy. Hey, thank you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. All right, let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Two guys in England named John and Mark stole someone's debit card, and they used it to buy five scratch-off lottery tickets. They won five million bucks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. So who gets that money? Well, they called the lottery headquarters. One of them took the winning ticket in. They said, hey, we're splitting the money. They got on the phone, but there was a snag. They needed the bank account number to actually transfer that money to the account. And so he's like, oh, I don't have a bank account. And that raised a big flag because the lottery people knew they had purchased it with a debit card. Oof. So they refused to pay him until they looked into it. So they went to the newspapers to claim they were being cheated out of the money, which put a bigger target on their back. So then the cops arrested them for fraud. They're in print. They went to prison. They don't get the money. Oh, no. <laughs> they made a huge mistake. That's from the Manchester Evening <sighs> News. Yes. I thought, oh. Well, they, what, what, yeah, the mistake was stealing somebody's card. No, 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 they should have gone to the guy's card that they stole and said, "Hey, man, we did steal your card, but we'll split it with you. You get two million. I mean, uh, and if I'm you? the guy, I would have said, "No, I'll take five point two. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, I'll take five point two of the five point three. And you can have the hundred thousand. No, I wouldn't have sent him to jail. Oh, but I'm not. I'm not taking a splitsies on that. Oh, you stole my card. Uh, but yeah, they're uh, prison time. Unfortunate. You know they were pumped, too. They were like, yeah. oh, my God. We just won $5 million. Big celebration. Dang. Uh, a wife thought her pastor husband was drinking a lot and had a problem. But listen to this. He wasn't. Jana Stump was convinced her husband and church pastor Adam Stump was sneaking around and drinking after he started becoming drunk, blacking out, and slurring his speech. And she was like, you have a problem? He was like, no, I don't. I'm not drinking at all. He's like, you're drunk. He's like, I don't know what's happening, which almost seems unbelievable, right? Yeah. yeah. And so he was diagnosed with ABS, auto brewery syndrome, a rare condition that causes the body to turn carbs into alcohol in the stomach. Oh, oh my goodness. So, so he, he was get, getting drunk, but off of carbs. Off of bread. Yeah. Off of in- So he started treatment in March. He had to take three months off work. He is now eating a full carnivore diet of eggs, chicken, cheese, beef, burgers, and steak. And he'll have to stick to that for the rest of his life unless he wants to get, feel drunk. Get a little maybe buzz. he has a little bread. <laughs> uh-huh. He's buying a lot of bread lately. Oh I don't know gosh. what's going on. That's um, so scary. You know at dinner, if he's like, uh, do we have any, any bread? <laughs> I'm going to go hard tonight, ma'am. Uh, that's from the Daily Mail. Da, da, da. Uh, if you have guests for the holidays, you better clean. Here are the top things they'll judge you for. Number one, a dirty toilet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I'll tell you this. We're having a little something at, at our house this weekend. And the people that owned the house before us, and Amy and Eddie can vouch for this, they put in black toilets, and it's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, it's a urinal, too. I've never seen a that at a house. A urinal and a toilet, right beside each other in the <laughs> yeah. bathroom. It's weird, but it never looks dirty. 
Oh, that's true. Because it's black. Oh, yeah, the inside of the bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So genius in a weird way? Weird, because it's in that so same weird. bathroom, there's a, there's two lights. One light turns on, the light in the bathroom. The other light turns on like a disco, like a light, like a... <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> yeah, the, man. And we've almost ridded that house of all the quirkiness like that. Oh, we can I tell you a little secret? Yes, what? please. And I want to say what it is, but we found something as we were going through the house. Because we're trying to get rid of the, just the bizarre stuff in the house. We found something that may be extremely valuable. What? That we don't know if they left on purpose. So oh. how are you going to find out? that? Who do you take it to? I think we... It's one of these stories that could be a, like a news story where they go, wow, they had a $20 painting. It's not a painting. Whoa. But there's something that we found and we're like, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, I almost tossed it out. Hmm. And Caitlin's like, don't toss it out. And someone came to us and goes, I think that's worth, that's, it's so ugly. And I don't want to say any more <laughs> than that. Wow. But I think it could be worth a lot of money. You have all the luck. <laughs> And I think they he just does. forgot leaving. Lunch is going to hate this. I don't know that it's for sure, but we're, we want to get it checked out. But there's something in the house that we're like, first of all, it got awful, but could be very valuable. Hmm. And it could be one of those news stories. Come on. I know. Uh, number two is if your kitchen is a total disaster. And number three is if a trash can or recycling bin is overflowing. Um, another one's a gross shower or bathtub, but you guys ain't getting them up shower or bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the top things that kids... Want to be when they are grow uh, when they when they grow up are a doctor and a YouTuber. Uh, the top five overall are one YouTuber, two doctor or nurse, three professional athlete, four musician, and five actor or actress. And I think all that's pretty much the same from when we were kids, except for YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. But I would encourage parents not to roll their eyes at when someone says YouTuber, because that's basically what I was as a kid. This was YouTube. I was like, oh, I'm going to be on the radio and on TV, and everybody's like, hey, nobody does that. You can't make any money doing that. And I was like, I want to do it. I don't care if I make money or not. Like, that's that's my goal. That's my. And so I, that's, that's the same. So although YouTuber does sound to us, people that were born in 1980 and mm-hmm. before. Yes. Well, 80s, or the 80s and yeah. before. <laughs> uh, it, maybe it's like, oh, that's trivial, but it's not. Like, if you dedicate yourself, get a couple breaks, you work hard, you find out you know, what content is wanted and needed, you can have a successful career doing this. You can get paid. There you go. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. All right, how do we feel about all that? Eddie, got some calls? Yeah, it's great. I feel great after that got the news in. Uh, We'll take some more calls, questions, comments, but not about Eddie's baloney thing. We're going to move on from that because every call for the next (laughs) year will be that. So no baloney calls, uh, but other than that, questions and comments, you guys hit us up. 877 77 Bobby. Uh, tomorrow is our gift exchange. At this time, we'll be doing it. Where $50 limit, everybody's drawing somebody. I have Morgan, so I'm going to give Morgan a gift. And she can take that gift and open it and look at it and go, ooh, I'd like to keep it. Or she can go to the pile of gifts that will be put on this stage in this room. Wow. And in these pi- and I bought all the pile of gifts. Hey, Bones, all different sizes? Yeah. Oh, all my God. Sizes. Some of them are even valued at over... The max, 50 bucks. Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because why would you try a $50 gift for a $50 gift? Right. Right. But you have a, you could get a $0 gift because you might give an orange. Or well, that wouldn't be $0. Or air. Okay, corn. fine. Corn. Okay, corn. <laughs> Can of corn. <laughs> or you could give a $500 gift. 
Who knows? Oh, is there something that high? Well, Who knows? Know. Oh, I like that sound. Ooh. I was just being dramatic. <laughs> Who got Lunchbox? Who's giving Lunchbox a gift? Right. Hey. Oh, boy. Good luck. And, but anybody's <laughs> gift who doesn't get accepted by the person, I'm keeping. Okay. So, but then what are you going to do with it if it, like, totally is not for you? Make sure the person doesn't get it. Maybe I give it away to somebody else. Yeah, re-gift okay. it. All right. Yeah. So that's tomorrow on the show. Da, da, da. I posted a picture of our Christmas tree on my Instagram story, Mr. Bobby Bones. And I'm going to tell you this. We have a really good Christmas tree, if I do say so myself. Maddie and Tay, you guys know the duo. Yes. Yeah. Friends with them. They come in and perform sometimes, but... uh I believe Maddie was out at a Christmas tree farm, and she was like, we want this tree. And they went up, there was a tag on it, and our name was on it, Caitlin and I. <laughs> Reserved. Yes, she was like, dang, you got the best tree out here. Yeah. That's awesome. But And she posted it on the Maddie and Tay Instagram story. <laughs> but if you would like to see my tree, it's on my Instagram story right now, Mr. Bobby Bones. You know, for me, Christmas is only now starting to set in a little bit because I've been gone in a place where it's really hot, so it doesn't feel like, it didn't feel like Christmas down there. And so... And it's also another country, and everything's just different, right? Um, but now it's starting to kind of feel like Christmas a little bit. The weather is getting a little, a little chilly. Christmas tree is up. Yeah. I've really got to go, and today I'm going to do some Christmas shopping because oh. I've, I've done almost none. So I'm going to do that today. So I'm kind of I'm getting in the spirit. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'm feeling generous. We, we did something this morning. On my Instagram story, I will uh, I'll just put up a little thing. You type into the box, and I'll give a couple people 50 bucks. Just going to my Instagram story. Under the Lunchbox, Christmas tree there. post? No, then... Or where? No, I'll, I'll do it on my story. <laughs> oh, in your as story? As soon as we get off the air, I'll go and put up one of those little boxes where you can write something. And I'll, I'll say, like, hey, write a write a poem or something. Oh. That's probably not it. <laughs> I didn't think about this. I'm just feeling generous. Give me a break. But on my Instagram story, uh, in a few, second, I'll, a few seconds, I'll do that. Mr. Bobby Bones. Uh, but it is almost Christmas time. You know what my friend told me she does with her Christmas tree? And this is a family tradition that her grandparents did, her parents did, and now she's doing it with her kids and family. Is they don't, they keep their tree bare. I just saw your tree. It's like my tree, it's totally decorated. Most people put their tree up and it's good. They just have a plain green tree up. And then Christmas Eve, the parents... The mom and the dad, they go hardcore and they make this tree magical and they bring it to life. And then oh. when the kids wake up Christmas morning, they run down and they see this crazy decorated tree. And I was like, oh, oh, that's interesting. I had never thought of that. But she said her kids love it. It's like this huge reveal. And I was just like, oh, Christmas tradition. I mean, for three generations now, they're carrying it down. I like it that that's that tradition the family's doing. Yeah. I think... It's tough to have a tree up that's just green the whole time. It felt like it's a plant. It felt like it's a plant in the house. Right. Yeah. Um, that, so, uh, from a broad perspective, I like the fact that they do that, and it's it's their family's thing. Mm-hmm. But that would be weird. I think what I would do then is I wouldn't even put the tree in the house until Christmas Eve when the kids are asleep. Bring the tree in, set it up, and then build it. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you do that on like December first, like they wake up and it's that same tradition. But it, I would just not want to keep a tree in the house and have nothing on it's it. Just for, bare. For t- you know, two weeks. Three I know. Weeks. Yeah, I know. But she said it's a thing, and it's it like she described it as magical, and maybe because it's the whole you know. Then there's Santa and all the things, and the house just transforms. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have any Christmas traditions, but we have one now that I've kind of fell into. Is that Caitlin's family watches Elf on Christmas Eve together every year? I mean, I think last year is the first year I ever even saw Elf. Oh wow! Great movie, huh? So yeah, good. still holds up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. We'll watch it again this year, but that's like the tradition that they do. And then obviously waking up, presents, all that stuff. So if you're not in the mood to watch a movie, you just sit there? 
Mm-hmm. With the family anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tradition. I just lay there. <laughs> Fall asleep. I have my little screen. Oh, oh to watch other things? You're allowed to be on your little screen while there's the big screen? What's wrong with allowed? that? Allowed? Like, what, is he going to get put in timeout? <laughs> well, I didn't know you could check out a family time. I didn't I'm not know. checking out. If you're on your phone, <laughs> it is. On That's Christmas we, Eve, I maybe I'll check Twitter a couple exactly. times. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. It's okay, I don't know. I think as long as I don't stay on it, it's okay. Oh, but okay. I didn't. I didn't get on my phone. Actually, we I watched the movie. I'd never seen it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was brand new. Yeah, but after a few years of watching the same movie, you might be watching yeah, games on that. Phone. Elf yep. is like Hitch. It does not get old. You're good. I'll check back in a couple years. <laughs> At least they watch Elf every Christmas Eve and not like it's a wonderful life. Hey, oh, come on, those I are know. great. Kill I mean, me. I feel like you scored there. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to more Beauty and the Beast last night on the oh, Calm app. Yes. I'll say it again. Calm does not pay me a single cent. But it's Calm is an app where it, hopefully it helps you sleep or it helps you meditate. Or I'm trying to sleep through the night. I struggle. And I'm going to a sleep doctor next year where I have to go apparently get butt naked in a Hilton. And <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do to me. But in the meantime, the doctor's like, try this Calm app. So they have something called Bedtime Stories. And so I hit the Bedtime Story and I started listening to Beauty and the Beast. So Caitlin and I were listening, and it was an odd version because the dad gets stuck in the forest. He finds a, a, a castle. They take him in. He steals a rose from a branch of the castle. So then they're like, you can't do that. Now you, you're punished. And he's like, well, I'll give you one of my daughters. And I'm like, what is this weird twist of the yeah, story? That's not in the movie, I don't think. Never seen the movie. Okay. So it's all new to me. Again, just like Elf. <laughs> and so... The daughter comes, and that's where I fell off. I fell asleep, actually. So last night, I fell asleep pretty quick. I didn't get through it all. Oh, no. I know, but how this version goes is he has now asked her to go to dinner with him in the castle. The beast has. Yes. Morgan, does that happen in the movie? Yes. Okay. And they sit at a long table. Well, I haven't got there yet. Don't spoil it. I don't you know mean... if it's a short table, long table, triangle table. Don't tell me that. Okay. I need to find out later. And so <laughs> he says, hey, meet me three in the library, mm. three doors down from the entrance, and I was, and she's like, I didn't even know there was a library. The castle is so big. So I fell asleep right as that was happening. Oh, oh so it's working. I was really tired yesterday. Oh, yeah. so now you don't know that there's another well, variable? I need, I need to finish. So I'm going to try again tonight. Or do I just like work out to it today? No. <laughs> just all day. I get on my bike and I'm listening to Beauty and the Beast. And I'm fighting between sleeping and exercising. Yes. No. But yeah, I really got to know it. how this ends. Mm-hmm. What's well, tonight? Save it for tonight. That's crazy because we all know how it ends, right, guys? Except Bobby. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it ends. Yeah, that's cool. I would imagine that something good happens. No, I don't or, know. or because this is not the Disney version. This is the storybook version. Maybe something bad does happen. Maybe. Maybe he bites her, and then she calls the cops, and he gets <laughs> put away. I don't know. It's like a rabid dog. That'd be awesome. <sighs> okay. I feel like that's too stressful for sleep, but possibly. But the dad giving up his daughter. Not cool. Mm-hmm. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. How do you choose a daughter? Well, two of the daughters were very in love with themselves. They were very vain. Okay. The third daughter that he gave away was the one that he... Fa- I don't know why he gave her that one, though. That's I'd give, I'd give one of the other crappy exactly. ones. Exactly. Yeah. Crappy ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's go to Stephen in Tennessee, who has decided to call the show. Hi, Stephen. Appreciate you. What's going on? Hey, how's everybody doing this morning? We are good, man. What's going on with you? Hey, I got a question for Amy and the rest of the cast. Um, I'm retired military, and does her husband uh, use the military discount? Because the thing is, is I don't like to say that I'm, you know, I'm fired military. And I don't ask for the discount, 
but my wife loves to use it <laughs> at certain restaurants or department stores. Amy? Okay, yeah, abso- I- absolutely. Oh, no. Don't. Don't what? No, does you, your husband use it? Well, he does not. When we were, he's out. Same story. But yeah. no. But when he was in, yeah, I had my own military ID card, and yes, I busted that out everywhere. But did so, he? Um, I yeah, I think when he was in, possibly. I don't recall him ever using it. So maybe it's a when you're a service thing. It's like this. Hey, I'm not serving, so I can get a discount. Like, so I can maybe you have some of that mentality, but I, I wouldn't. I'd be fine if she wants to use it, and you deserve to use it too. Thank you for serving our country. It was well. Ah, uh, okay. That's another thing. That is like the hardest question to respond to. Is when somebody says thank you for serving your country. Because how do you respond to that? Well, you say you're okay. welcome. And it kind of makes you sound like you're cocky. Okay, no. For well, <laughs> I first don't think of all, so. yeah, it's not. Yeah. A, it's not <laughs> a question. Point, yeah, it's not a question. So we're just making a statement, like genuinely realizing the sacrifice you've made and wanting to, you to know that we truly do appreciate it. And so, yeah, you can just say, I guess whatever feels natural to you. I know it's awkward. You sound like an, an awesome person that genuinely just wanted to go help be part of, you know, keeping us safe. And that's, we appreciate that. So you can say you're welcome, but if that's awkward, just be like, my pleasure. But then that sounds like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A? <laughs> yeah. I would just say, <laughs> I don't know. listen, I've had people say to me, hey, it's an honor to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm okay. You don't have to say anything. You can just tip your hat. Mm-hmm. You can do absolutely whatever. Nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah no. I don't feel like you should feel the pressure. No. Stephen, when we say we appreciate you for what you've done. Right. And I also think if you want to use your dang discount, use it. But it's funny that you're uncomfortable that your wife's using it because <laughs> that feels like. Well, oh, go ahead. Well, she does it. She does it in front of me, and she knows it makes me feel uncomfortable. But she's always like, "You need to take credit for what you did. You did 20 years in the army." Yeah. Well, she has a point. How about I you say did. that? Mm-hmm. Use the discount. I don't think anyone's looking at you going, "Hey, this guy is just trying to get a discount here." I don't. I think if anything. They're glad and happy to see you use that discount, even the people that are giving that discount, because it means they get to do something for you for a change because you've been doing something for us for the last 20 years. Absolutely. And they're not going to offer it if they don't. Not every place offers a military discount. So if they are, it's because they want you to know you're appreciated. Well, thank you very much. You guys are really not helped, but I-, <laughs> <laughs> I would just say embrace the fact that you deserve that discount. That's but- a hard thing. That's a hard thing to, to to take in when you've been pushing away from it so long. Embrace the fact that you deserve that discount. And if your wife wants to use it, heck, she deserves it because she's been with you and it's been difficult for her as well. Yeah. So let her use the discount. I mean, she has been a part of your team for the last, I'm assuming, 20 plus years, Stephen. Yes, sir. So let her have her reward for what you've done together. So I just say embrace it. You're not going to win that fight. I've also learned in my quick uh, years of, of less than a year of marriage, <laughs> there are just some fights that you dig in, dig into and some you don't. This would be one I don't. Well, a lot of times when somebody will say thank you for your service and she's with me, I'll look at them and say, no, you need to thank her because she's the one that stayed behind took care of the family, took care of the house while I was gone. So she's the one that actually needs to be the one that needs to be appreciated. I think you both need to pr- yeah, be appreciated because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're away 
and you're fighting for our freedom, and she is also making sure that the situation is the best for you so you can be in your best place emotionally and mentally. Uh, so it just sounds like you're a guy who doesn't doesn't like the uncomfortable feeling of being acknowledged and appreciated. Hey, you've been there. Not military-wise. No, but, but in life, yeah. I can't stand it. I don't want anybody to compliment me. I all, I get mad when anyone does anything, talks about me in any way, good or bad. Just let me do it. Yeah. You know, good and bad. I'll do both. <laughs> but I'm such, a, I'm such a control freak that, uh, yes. Okay. Listen, Stephen, we didn't help you, but we had a good talk. Okay. Thank you very much. And I love listening to you guys every morning. Thank you. Appreciate that. And again, thank you for what you've done for us. And our ability to do this is because of you and folks just like you. I saw this story about, um, She's on 90 Day Fiance, which I don't watch that show, but people that do love that show. Anyone watch 90 Day Fiance? Nope. Scuba, you do? Is it oh, yeah. they have 90 days to fall in love or they don't get their their green card or something? Yeah, that's kind of like the whole base. I mean, it's, it's pivoted in so many different directions, but originally that's what it was. If somebody here in America would find some love, whether it be a vacation or online from overseas, they come to America and they have to get married by the end of the 90 days. And so in between that, there's all this <laughs> drama and crap until the, the wedding day, if they get married. Do you know the 90 Day Fiance star Stephanie Maddow? Oh, I know who she is, yeah. You do know who she is? is oh, she, yeah. Is she, like, really popular from the show? Yeah. I mean, the show, again, it's it's gotten so many different layers to it now where I feel like it's not as popular as it used to be, but she was popular in her season, yes. Can they do more than one season or more than one episode? So, yeah. So, in a season of just 90 Day Fiance, they've got multiple couples, and they kind of go in all the different storylines throughout the season, but they've pivoted in other, other ways of, like, 90 Day Fiance, um, where they basically go live in other countries, and they have 90 Day Fiance after the 90 days, and they have all these different... So it's like Teen Mom, they find yes. ways to keep them on camera. Yes, yeah, they realize yeah. that there's popularity here, and they just expanded the heck out of the franchise. Okay, so 90 Day Fiance star Stephanie Maddow says, I make $50,000 a week selling my farts in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is, I saw the story on my Twitter feed from the New York Post. A reality star makes more than $50,000 per week selling her flatulence to strangers. Quote, I thought farts were super niche, but something fun, quirky, and different. She's 31. She gained international recognition after appearing on the reality TV show 90 Day Fiance, has since started her own YouTube channel, written books, and even has her own subscription site called Unfiltered. Ray, we have a clip, huh? Okay. Oof. It's of what, though? Her, yeah, yeah. What is this? It's her talking, right? Not her farting. Correct. Okay. <laughs> The influencer eventually turned to selling her jarred farts on the platform because she thought it'd be a hilarious publicity move that would get a lot of people's attention. Do we want to hear this clip? Yeah. Sure. Amy, I'm putting this on you. Do you want to hear the clip? I mean, well, now I'm intrigued. Okay, good. Here we go. But I like to add in little flower petals. I feel like they attach the scent and make it last longer. And when I'm finally finished with my jar, I like to leave a personalized note. Now, why do people buy my farts in a jar? I honestly think it's because I have a really good personality and also because I'm hot. Are there enough weird people what? that will 50, a week? pay people to see their feet? Sounds like it, right? And also, just a science question here, because we're a room full of scientists, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yes, if you fart in a jar and you seal it real quick, does that smell stay in that jar? No, I think she uses a real company to help her do this, like a company that specializes in scents in a jar. But you can... But you can hold a scent? <laughs> yeah, I think so. An air, an air scent. You can hold an air scent? I I don't know. I guess if you contain the gas... I what if we did Bobby's burps? Ooh, now you're onto something. 
But for how much? 50 bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. The people buy them? <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. People love this show so much. They would buy Bobby's Burps, no problem. Lunchbox is already buying them. <laughs> he buys <laughs> them. Like, he, he, buy, he buys them like scalpers and then sells them quickly <laughs> to, to other people. It's just amazing that she made fit, that, that money. I If it was like 200 bucks, I would go, okay, there's enough weirdos to make $200. Yeah. In sales for farts, but fifty thousand dollars a week. And also, let me ask the other question: How do you fart that much? Is she just eating <laughs> a bunch of beans? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is she going to the to the grocery store and just like, all right, low, supermarket sweep with all the beans into the to the can? Yeah, I mean, I also am gonna assume that maybe some things she's selling are not. It's not legit. What do you mean? Well, like, it's yeah. not really her farts. Oh, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think she would do that. She looks like an honest woman. Well, she has Bobby a lot of integrity. Bobby you know has what? a good question <laughs> yeah. of like, how do you produce that much? Mm-hmm. Unless they're ten thousand dollars a jar, but they're not. So, do we know how much per jar this costs, guys? I did not see that. Yeah, I don't think it was on. I don't think then, it was in the story. Are people yeah. buying these as like a joke? Like it would be funny to give someone. That's a, a lot of jokes, though. I know to, to make like, fifty thousand dollars. But let's just say it's. 50 bucks a fart. You got to sell a hundred of them. How do you (laughs) fart a hundred times? That's why I wonder if it's like. It's a thousand dollars. Oh, well then there you go. That's 50 farts. I I can produce that bones. Eddie, I don't know that I could. I could produce 50 farts in a week. Guaranteed. Easily. Why are we talking about this? Well, because you wanted to hear the clip. I was intrigued by the (laughs) clip, but now we've gone and we're continuing. Well, those two added what they could do. We weren't talking about them. (laughs) Yeah. Next thing you know, they're going to start doing it right here. Nah, no one will buy mine. Yeah, she said so far she sold 97 fart jars. Crazy. I just, it's crazy that people buy that stuff. It's and, and good then, for her, right? You know what we? I would like to see someone who gets it in the mail. What they do? Do they do they open it and just go, <laughs> uh, or do they put it up on a shelf? I'm. Uh, That's I'm pretty sick. gross. She puts a flower petal in it too. That's funny. <laughs> she said she thinks that helps it hold. <laughs> it's disgusting. I don't yes. even like talking about farts, yeah, but it's I'm just so gross. I'm I'm blown away that she can make that much money off mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, hit us up if you want eight seven. Not about this. No calls about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Ooh, no more calls about this. Eight seven seven seventy seven Bobby. That's our number. If you guys want to hop in and ask a question, make a comment. Eight seven seven seventy seven Bobby. Uh, I got to get on Instagram and put up my. What, what can I do on Instagram story, Mr. Bobby Bones? Because uh, I give people 50 bucks if they have a Venmo. What's the game I'm playing? What do you want them to... You I don't want know. Them to play I'll, I'll figure yeah, it out. Just, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. Will we? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Bones Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Lexington, Kentucky. A man walked out of a bar, saw a police car sitting there, no one in it. Hey, looks like a good time to take a police car. So he jumped in and woo, woo, see you later. He drove away. You know, yesterday we were talking about someone who stole a fire truck. <laughs> and today it's a police car. I did mention, though, that a police car would be fun to steal if you could just have, if you could just steal whatever you wanted. It's weird, though, that he thought that now's the right time to steal a police car. I don't think there's ever a right time to steal a police car. Well, there's well, no one in it. If there's it no one convenient. in it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was like waiting there for him. And probably running. <laughs> yep. They running. leave him running. Yeah, so they, they usually can... run and running. If there's an emergency, they can jump in and go. It would be so fun to drive a police car. Stop it. Because you know everybody's <laughs> looking at you like, oh, crap, I need to slow down, get out of the way. 
I need to make life as easy as possible. A lot of respect for you on the road if you're in a police car. Yeah, they even leave them running. Like, we were at Chipotle once, and we saw a police car running, and we saw the police officer inside eating. And my son was like, hey, your car's running. And he was like, well, yeah, that's in case I need to hop in it real quick if I get a call because I'm eating, but I might need to go really fast. And I'm like, what? Like, someone, you're in here eating your bowl of, you know, your burrito, and someone could drive off with your car. But 99.9999999999% of people are never going to touch that police car. Okay. It's only a guy like this. That's right. I mean, most people are going to walk far away from the police <laughs> yeah. car because you're scared that if you get near it, you're going to get arrested. True. I don't know if I think I'm going to get arrested for walking near it, but <laughs> I'm bet, never going to steal it. Bones, I bet you wouldn't even touch a police car if it was just sitting there. No. Like, why would you ever even no. get close to it? I feel like I'm going to go to jail looking in it. Yeah. Exactly. There's no one there. Cop cars being present, that the simple presence of a cop car deters crime. There's a small town near here, really small town that has like a couple shops, and they have a really old like 1960s police car they put at the edge of their town. And every time I'm driving, oh, it, it looks like Andy Griffith. Place called. It's not even real. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. My dog's mortal enemy is the big frogs outside of the house at night. And that we have big, I don't know if it's a frog or a toad. I don't know the difference. There are these humongous frogs that um, if you make two fists and you put them beside each other, they're like that big. Oh, B- bigger than they should be. Yeah. But my dog, if I hear him going crazy, he's seen one. He's scared of it. He's 10 times bigger than that thing, but he won't do it. And I'm like, don't touch the frog. Because apparently he gets sick. Dogs get sick if yeah. they touch frogs, lick frogs. Yeah, one of my dogs died by licking one of those. Is that, are you yeah. sure? When I was a kid, that's what they told me. Okay, see, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know that that's true or not. Eddie also was like a star high school athlete. Yeah, well, that's what they told me. Yeah. <laughs> the, did you know that you can't actually get a wart from touching a, a toad. Oh, I, thought, oh, really? I thought that was true, Mm-mm. for sure. Urban legend. Hmm. Toads don't have warts. You can't get warts from touching toads. So touch away unless you're a dog. Okay. But I just know if, he, if he's going, row, 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 that's what's going on. That's what happened last night. And it's starting to get like some days cold here where we are. Some days warm. So today I've hit it hard. I've got on shorts and a sweater. Yeah. It'll get cold tonight. I just want to make sure both parts of my body are happy. <laughs> half and half. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm doing today. Tomorrow is our gift-giving exchange competition, uh, the free-for-all. Yes. It's going to be full of kindness <laughs> and joy. Fun for all ages. Yes, so we'll do that tomorrow. Brett Eldridge is on tomorrow. You guys have a good day, and we'll see you then. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show.